0: In this day and age, it is really hard not to be selfish, because everything in society teaches us about self, self, goals, goals, motivation, get to the top, climb your way, doesn't matter who you take down in the process. And we have this old nature that revs its head up, even as a little child, A two year old says, No, mine, mine, and will not share toys. Or a little two year old can even look you straight in the face with chocolate all over them, saying, I didn't eat that. No, no, I didn't, Mommy. Where do we learn to be so mean and so selfish? Or could it be part of the old nature that we're born with? I mean, it's cute when you're two years old with chocolate on your face saying, I didn't eat that cookie when it was there a minute ago, and now it's gone. But when you're 22 or 42 or 72 and you're saying, that's mine, you can't have it. And we often don't do this about ourselves selfishly, but often for our family or for our friends or standing up for the sake of advocating for what is right. And sometimes it is necessary. And sometimes the quality of this is ours. This it belongs to me. Look where the landmark is. Look at the boundaries. We can go on and on about that. But I love a story that was told about Benjamin Franklin, and it's supposedly true and even documented that as a young man, he made a list of 12 virtues that he desired to grow into over the course of his life. And he showed it to a friend who suggested there's only one that you might add, and that's humility. Has anybody ever accused you of being pompous or arrogant or selfish or overly ambitious? Well, most of us have probably had something in some arena at a time, but I know that there is one thing that isn't included in humility And that is, wouldn't it be great if we could just all be humble and consider others better than ourselves? Wait a minute. Did you say better than? Well, I'm just kind of telling you what Scripture says in Philippians 2. It says, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if there is any comfort from his love. If there is anything common, sharing in the Holy Spirit, if there is tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete, God is saying, by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind, and here it comes. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Who can do that? Who can do that? It says in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ. I can't do that as a human being. I really and truly can't. It's not that I was ever too pompous or too proud, at least until I started being a woman of achievement instead of the fat, gluttonous, hating blob of a teenager that I considered myself. I truly believed others were all better than I was, and because I couldn't be good enough, I tried to be bad enough, and I went the opposite direction. Then... When I became a Christian, got married, and was teaching, and was Teacher of the Year, and I was getting ready to give my speech when I was being inducted into the Teacher's Hall of Fame, every little speech that I gave was all about how this happened and how I could do this. And yet I always tried to give glory to God somehow. It was at the State Teacher of the Year Banquet in Jefferson City, Missouri, the year was 1990-something, and at the table was sitting my superintendent and a couple of my fellow teacher friends, my family, mom and dad, my husband, my brother Duke, my sister, and across the table, mom gave me a little box, and I said, oh, thank you, Mom, and I knew it was going to be a little pendant or a pen that said, my darling daughter, teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, what an honor it is to have you as a daughter. That's where my mind was going. And when I opened it up, it was an old wrinkled, yellowed, stained, folded-up letter, no jewelry, no pen, no hurrahs, It was a letter my dad had written when I was running away from home as a selfish teenager. I sobbed, I cried, mascara running down my cheeks, and they're calling my name to give my speech. And I looked across, and I said, Mom, how could you do this at a time like this? And she reached across and patted my hand, and she said, I knew there would be just the right time, and it was. I didn't read the speech I had prepared about how I had taken on the alternative children and grown the drama department and helped build a new auditorium and was teacher of the year and blah, 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 blah. And instead, for the first mm-hmm. time, I stood before a crowd of educators, before a crowd of fellow family members, and I revealed my past. I gave my testimony, and I said, but for the grace of God, I would have been dead on my third suicide attempt. But he picked me up in the middle of my misery. He allowed me to become a teacher. He allowed me to work with kids just like I had been, insecure, hating themselves, many now hurting and cutting themselves, some even suicidal. And he allowed me to start groups that helped kids find peer listeners or find a way to get to the counselor and even ways to improve their own family life. I didn't do any of this. And if I ever take credit for it, if I ever again try to say, look what I have done, I know that God will just put me right back to the beginning again, and the same old, same old. But instead, I stand before you today, a broken woman. I won't say that I have never had any more ambition or selfish conceit, because it does rear up occasionally. But I do know one thing that I can tell you, that without him, I am nothing without Christ, without my family, without my husband, without where he has allowed me to be. It still brings me to tears even as I speak right now, because I knew I had this illness. It was called pride, and at the middle of P-R-I-D-E is the I. And I know that when he said in verse 7 that God exalted himself to the highest place and gave Jesus a name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So this little passage teaches us that we're to be like-minded, consider others who are needy even better than ourselves. And I know that. There is not a person on the face of this earth that could have any more harmful, horrible, dark, deep thoughts than I did at age 18, 19, 20. And when I find myself trying to say, but look, this isn't fair, oh, What God has given me in this life is not fair, and I am so thrilled to be able to stand before you and say, but for the grace of God, there go I. That's why I do jail ministry. That's why I help feed homeless people. That's why I love telling others what I've been through, because they need to know that I am just one beggar helping another beggar find bread, and Jesus is, is the bread of life. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being with me today. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.